Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show you that women are capable of achieving incredible things when they have the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and I am a stress reduction coach who is all about helping women significantly reduce their stress so that you can actually enjoy your daily life. The Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. I do want to give a shout out today to our affiliated podcast, Let's Do Coffee, which is presented by the Nate Manji Center for New Venture and Entrepreneurship. Now, their most recent episode, number 10, is out. And in that episode, they interview Kelso Brennan, who is a guy who founded his success in the combining of e-commerce and signage in companies like 310 Sign, the Banff Sign Company, and others. So if you're wanting to learn a little bit more about an entrepreneur's journey, I would highly recommend you check that out. I will link to it in today's show notes, which can be found at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash 103. Now, the Alberta Podcast Network has so many different podcasts that you can partake in. I usually like to share some of my favorites. So just giving you a heads up that re-podcasting, Lucia is actually in the same category as me for the Best of Calgary nominations for Best Podcast category. I still don't know, guys. Thank you. First of all, thank you, everyone who voted. I won't know the results until May, which seems very far away away. Anyways, Lucia from Repodcasting is also in the category, and they have their newest episode out where they recast Manchester by Sea. So goodbye, Casey Affleck. They are recasting him. It's really funny. I highly recommend that you check it out. Now, today on the podcast, I want to talk about loving your body, (laughs) just as it is. Now, my body has been all kinds of shapes and sizes. I traveled the world when I was deemed to be obese, and I have been insecure at my smallest size, counting every calorie. Neither of those scenarios are perfect, but what I strive for, for myself and for you, is to love your body as it is. So many women that I know are waiting to accept their body until they are a certain size, they weigh a certain amount, or they can fit into a certain item of clothing. So if we digest that concept for a second, we are telling ourselves that we can only love our bodies and ourselves at an uncertain time in the future, that we're not good enough as we are. So let's imagine for a second, just imagine, close your eyes, that you loved your body exactly as it is right now. I know it sounds like a foreign concept, but just try. So how would your life be different? Would you act differently? Dress differently? Show up differently? How would you feel about yourself? Now here's the magic lesson. You can have that now. Let's be real. It's a hard road and you'll have big ups and downs. I mean, major life changes tend to throw like a wrench in your progress, but the goal is always to strive to get back on track. So for example, I've had a real hard time postpartum with baby number two. And I mean in terms of like my body and body image. With my son, I feel like the weight just dropped off. (laughs) Like it just happened and I didn't really have to do that much. But with baby number two, like I swear to God, those pounds are holding on for dear life. Despite me doing all the right things. And I've been letting it upset me for too long. So believe you me, I'm employing all the strategies that I am sharing with you right now. So part of the inspiration for this particular post has come from reading Jess Baker's book, Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls. It is amazing. I highly recommend you go get it. And also following the Body Love Society podcast. And one of those gals is local to my hometown. So big shout out to Body Love Society. Okay, so here goes. Here are the five things. Number one, go shopping. 
(laughs) So if you're anything like I have been, you stop shopping when you're unhappy with your body. You're waiting to shop until you feel good. Well, let me tell you from experience that if you're living in clothes that you hate, that make you feel worse, that feel good magical day isn't happening anytime soon. After I gave birth to my daughter and it was clear things were not moving as fast as I'd like, instead of living in sweats and maternity tops, I went shopping. I decided that the number on my clothing didn't matter. What mattered was how I felt. And you know what? Not only did I feel good, but other people noticed as well. I get so many compliments on the clothes that I bought because they fit properly. I feel confident in them and I'm actually embracing color instead of hiding in black. And I know what you're saying. Maybe you don't have the budget for this. Dude, I went to Old Navy. Like I didn't spend a ton of money. So if you're waiting to shop, don't. Go now. If you hate shopping, bring a friend for moral support or shop online somewhere that has a really good return policy. Personally, I prefer to try things on if possible, but you do you. Number two, take some selfies. There are periods of my life where there are next to no photos of me. And I look back and I think about just how sad that is. I didn't want to document the incredible things that I was doing because of the way that I looked. For real. Now, this time around, I refuse to not be in the photos. Because right now, right now I'm starting a business, my children are young and exciting, and I'm in a great marriage. Those are three pretty epic reasons to document my life and to show up in pictures. And additionally, and I pull this directly from Jess Baker's book, the more you see your body, the more normal it becomes. Think about it. If all you are seeing are thinspiration photos on Instagram, then you're striving for an ideal that doesn't actually exist because Photoshop, y'all, like those images aren't real. Start seeing yourself. I'm not telling you you have to post all those selfies, but if you do, like rock on, girl, but take them. You will be glad you did later. Number three, move your body. This is not in a burning calories to lose weight kind of way. I want you to move your body because it feels freaking amazing to move your body. The key is to find the kinds of movements that light you up. So for me, that's walking outside in the fresh air. That's stretching after a hot shower or a bath. It's bar class where I can dive into the music. It's dancing in my kitchen with the kid. It's, you know, that kind of meditative feeling I feel while swimming. It's racing my son up and down the hallway. It's running on the treadmill. Only the first 20 minutes, because anything after that is less joyful. While I'm lip syncing to Hamilton. (laughs) When we don't move our bodies, we are not allowing an outlet for our stress and our tension. We are telling ourselves to stay small. We are telling ourselves to stay small and quiet and to not be present. So I say screw that. (laughs) Move your body and move it with joy. Number four, ditch the scale. I'll admit it, I wrote a whole post on why you should throw away your scale. And then I bought another one after my daughter was born. And do you know what good that did me? Zero. None. So while I haven't taken a hammer to this new scale, it does sit on the top shelf and I don't think I've weighed myself in weeks. Here's the thing, I'm slowly relearning the way I feel doesn't equate to the number on the scale. Especially during my period, ladies, I'm sure you relate. I feel huge and bloated and enormous and like I've gained 10 pounds. Standing on the scale will either amplify that or not. But do you know what the scale will not help with? Loving myself. Being happy now. Being grateful for all the things that my body can do. 
Because you know what? I may well weigh what it says on the scale, but I can still keep up in bar class. I can still walk 10,000 steps a day. I can still rock a great outfit. I can still play with my kids. The scale can't tell you that. So I want to know what you're proud of for being able to do regardless of what the scale says. So you can head on over to Instagram and tag me at stresslessladies. Finally, number five is I monitor my feed. I know you've heard this one before, like social media can be uplifting or it can be soul crushing. So all I'm going to say is that what you surround yourself with is what you feed your brain. Feed it with images of unattainable bodies. You know, only 4% of women in the world actually meet the standard of beauty that we've set. And if you do that, you're going to feel miserable. If you feed it with images of women who are smiling, who are embracing life, regardless of the number on the scale, you will find yourself moving into more body acceptance, which slowly leads into body love. So start unfollowing the things that make you feel less than. Start following things that uplift and inspire. Now to make it really tangible, here are some of my favorite accounts that fill my feed. If you want the exact spellings, go to my show notes at girltrieslife.com forward slash podcast forward slash 103. So at at scarred, not scared, at sitting underscore pretty, at the militant baker, at travel fearlessly, at curvy killy crew, at Whitney Waythor, at glitter and lasers, at the body love society, at Bryony Gordon. Now there are a ton of other accounts out there, obviously, but these are my personal favorite and they fill my feed. So when I'm feeling down about myself, these are the strategies that I employ to get back to body loving. And you know what? I'm about to go on vacation to Scotland and I certainly don't look the way I did the last time I went. But heck with it, I'm going to move my body, eat the food, breathe in the fresh air, and take the goddamn pictures. So be well, my friend, and I hope these are helpful for you. Take care.